Welcome, and thank you so much for tuning in to Rock Church's message. We are so excited that you are here today. We hope that you leave today encouraged and know that you are loved by God. distracted, so easily tempted, so easily ready to give up and throw in the towel on God like he doesn't exist. I had the worst headache last night all during the night. I woke up numerous times. I got up early this morning and went right to the counter because I know this is a battle today for your life. Even as I look out, I'm, I'm used to this from all the years of being in ministry. I'm used to looking out and seeing people's faces and identifying with where they are at at that moment in time. Where are they at? This morning I've chosen in our series on angels to talk about fallen angels. And I ask you this question. What do you do with the person who says they're ready to give up? They have feelings of inferiority or thoughts of suicide, or habitually hearing voices that tell them to go out and kill themselves, that there's no hope. What do you do with those people? Whether it's your husband, your sister, brother, your child, or somebody that you know well. What do you do to answer those people and give them hope? Because most of us in the room don't honestly believe that God could get us from where we're at to where we ought to be. We've been in that behavior so long. Someone may say to you, I've prayed, I've fasted, I've memorized scripture, I've studied the Bible. But the accusations that come to me are nonstop. They're continual. It's nonstop accusations from the enemy whispering in my ear, you're too far gone. You won't even make it to heaven. Do you just tell the person you just need some rest? You need some counseling? You need to go out and do this or that or the other thing? Because I know right now, being the pastor of this church, that numerous people in the room have learned to live with demonic oppression. We call it all kinds of things these days. Oh, he's just bipolar. Or she just goes through ups and downs or whatever not thinking it's the enemy. I could say this emphatically, that praise band this morning was the hardest it's been that I can remember. Ever. We fought the devil the entire time. And people blow it off and they say, no, it's just so-and-so didn't get his notes, or, or she wasn't on this. or he. It is the enemy who wants to prove his power. He's a liar a murderer, and a thief. And if you don't think for one second that he is out to destroy you, you do not understand or know him at all. You should be scared. Now, I know someone who listened to this and say, the pastor says you ought to be afraid of the devil. Hey, there is a respect for the enemy that would caution you to stay with God. The minute you get away from God, the enemy is whispering in your ear, don't listen to Pastor Gary, he's just like everybody else. Destroy voices of accountability. Destroy those who would actually say to you, this looks and smells and sounds like the enemy. The enemy even smells. Yes, he does. You don't understand that? Go to other parts of the world. The enemy smells like death. He smells dirty. He smells filthy. He wants nothing more than you to be a drunkard, pot-smoking, cocaine addict that's laying in a ditch somewhere, and then he's laughing at you saying, I got him. You thought you were going to win? He thought he might win, but I got him. I got her. 
and I say, the enemy has been defeated. Death can't hold you down. There is no such thing as death to a believer. You are just instantly transported into the presence of God who deserves everything we have, who deserves our purity, our holiness, and our passion and love for him. Without it, you will self-destruct, I promise you. I can make you a solid promise. You will go down a slippery slope that will lead to death, and you'll want to kill yourself. We rebuke that spirit today. You are not welcome here. Leave. My wife and I often pray this. Go to your dry places. You know why we call it that? Because he needs to go to the devil, to the desert, and be all by himself out there where he can't affect anyone else. He's good at that. So over the last couple of weeks, we've been looking at the subject of angels. There are 108 references to angels in 39 books of the Old Testament. There are 165 mentions of angels in 27 books of the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, here's just a few. Hagar saw an angel by a spring of water in the wilderness who encouraged her heart. Lot saw two angels while he was sitting at the gate of Sodom who warned him about what was coming. Moses saw an angel in the form of a burning bush. When Jacob was preparing to meet his estranged brother, you remember the story, whose birthright he had stolen, he saw angels of God there. Gideon saw an angel of the Lord who called him a mighty man of valor. Elisha asked the Lord to open his servant's eyes so he could see into the spirit realm that the mountain was full of horses and chariots that were there to protect them. You see angels this morning or you see demons? It's all a matter of perspective, really. I, I can make you a promise. If you, see, if you see depression and discouragement and no way to have victory, and even at times think that you should die, you are not seeing the angels of God. You are being attacked by the enemy. Am I right, praise man, wasn't today tough? Do you know what he wants? He wants to put his foot on all praise. He wants you to hide all winter in your house in depression rather than realize you are blessed to even be alive today. You got a lot to praise God for today, don't you? You get to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got health. You got health enough to come to church this morning. You have people that love you. You start letting praise come out of your mouth and eclipse the angels of the devil, the enemies, the demons, eclipse them right out of your life. Both the Hebrew Malachi and the Greek Angelos mean that they're angels or messengers. Messengers of God. They try to talk to you, but sometimes you just block them out. You are so overwhelmed by negative messages that you can't hear the things that God is trying to say. Now, this is what I think. This is what I honestly think, people. I know who is not anchored into Rock Church. I know who they are. I know who you are out there. I see visitors, and I see the most puzzled look on their faces. I thought it was interesting that Ryan Pritchard was saying yesterday at praise band practice that he had brought some people from the bank uh, to visit quite a while back to our church and wondered where they ended up going to church, and they said they ended up going to this church because they didn't want to be a part of a church that was involved in any kind of controversy at all. They wanted to be neutral. I wanted to say this this morning. There is no such thing as neutrality in God's eyes. There is no such thing as neutrality. You're either moving toward or away from. You're either giving credit to God or taking it from him. You are either yes or no, up or down, in or out, with or against. There is no neutrality with God. He hates, despises lukewarmness. If we are ever living in an age of lukewarmness, it is today. You can't, I, I'm just blown away. I said to my wife, you can't even be a comedian anymore because of the political correct army out there is telling you you can't say something. You know what I believe? I believe we're on the brink. I believe this emphatically. We are on the brink of losing 
all of our freedoms because we took for granted everything that we've had. The freedom of speech is being taken away from us by the politically correct crowd. The freedom to preach the way you want to is being taken away. And it's not being taken away just by the world. It's being taken away by the Pharisees in the church that tell you not to preach that Jesus saves, that everybody will go to heaven, that there is no hell. And I'm here to say they are wrong. There is a heaven and a hell. And when you start to drift away from what you believe, you compromise what you believe, you'll be shocked at how far it will take you. It will take you all, all the way to hell. In the New Testament, angels carry the vital message of Christ's birth. We commemorate that. Now, Merry Christmas. Have you noticed how that people are not allowed to say Merry Christmas, but everybody, all the politically correct crowd says Happy Holidays, and I say Forget the happy holiday. Merry Christmas, Jesus. And then, and then you, know, you know what? If I say that from up here, he's mean. He's just straight up mean. You listen to him yell all the time. I don't go to church to be yelled at. I go to church to feel good. You came to the wrong place. Because sometimes you have to lose to win. Yeah? Sometimes you just have to lose to win. Sometimes God has to allow something out of your life to bring something better in. Oh, yeah. In Luke chapter 1, verses 5 through 22, the angel Gabriel, you remember it appeared to a priest, Zechariah, to announce the answer to prayer. A son would be born to him. John the Baptist would be the forerunner of Jesus. Hallelujah, God, you answer prayer. Nothing is impossible with God. You've just given up. You've let the demons. That's what I say. Satan, you are not going to win because you know what Satan would love? He'd love for the whole roof to cave in right now. Oh, he's a master at that. Try it sometime. I always, through, through all my years of ministry, I've told people this. If you don't believe in Jesus, just call demons into the middle of the room. They'll come. Yeah, you don't believe in Jesus? Go home tonight, close all the curtains, put a candle in the middle of the room and ask the demons to come. And you say, I can't even believe you would tell us to do that, Pastor. I said, if you don't believe in Jesus. See, if you believe in Jesus, you believe in Satan. And you believe in fallen angels. And you believe in ministering angels. It's either one or the other. But you are being influenced this morning by someone so Gabriel announced the coming birth of Christ in Luke chapter 1. We see the presence of angels all the time. I didn't have it on the screen, and I, I texted Zach this morning and said, can you put this passage on the screen? Ezekiel chapter 28. And the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says, talking about Satan. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you, carnelian, chrysolite, and emerald, topaz, onyx, and jasper, lapis, lazuli, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherub. For so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God and I expelled you, guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud and account, on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. By your many sins and dishonest trade, you have desecrated your sanctuaries. So I made a fire come out from you, and it consumed you, and I reduced you to ashes on the ground. In the sight of all were watching, all the nations who knew you were appalled at you. You have come to a horrible end and will be no more. Satan is not like his end. If you, go, if you went to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, 
chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. And then you flip all the way back to the last book of the Bible, the Revelation, and you go to chapter 12, and you're going to find that it says that one-third of all, all the angelic hosts of heaven fell when Satan fell. Satan in his rebellion took a lot of, lot of angels to become free to what the Bible calls demonic power. If you're looking for something this morning, you're looking for some kind of power, and there are a lot of people who are looking for some kind of control over something that seems to be out of control. The enemy wants you to think that if you just serve him, you'll be happy. If you just have this thing over here, you'll be happy. If you could just get, if you could just get a little more money, if you could just get a little more fame, a little more power, a little more sex, uses all those things that are not in and of themselves necessarily wrong, but they become wrong when that's what you desire. Dr. Charles Ryrie said this, these are the fallen angels who sinned grievously by cohabiting with women as described in Genesis 1 through 4. Ephesians 6 says that Satan still has thousands of demons under his control and they are very active in the world today because part of the demonic force that fell is already reserved in chains, but the rest were free to go do their deal. They're in the room today. Oh yeah, they are. They're in the room today. They were in the room all during praise band practice. They just come even though you don't think they're here. I believe, honestly, that they have control of a lot of people, and you've convinced yourself that because you're a Christian, they have no power over you, but you're depressed. You're angry. You're greedy. Your mind constantly thinks of sex. You constantly think of things that you know are not holy and pleasing to the Lord. I am shocked at how interested people are in demonic garbage. It rules today through the internet and through our phones. And I was telling Josiah the other day, if you, if, if you don't think that in 10 years you will no longer have a phone because technology will have changed so much, you're a fool. You won't have to have a phone. You won't need a computer. All you have to do is think it. Your mind will be the internet through artificial intelligence. You won't drive your cars. Robots will drive them. The enemy is very, 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 very keen and tech savvy. I see our world changing all the time. I was shocked the other day when I saw this before I show this thing with Celine Dion. I was shocked to see it because I actually like some of her songs. And I looked online this week to see, well, who is Celine Dion and where did she actually come from? I wonder what her religious background is. And so looking online, I realized she was from Canada, came out of socialism, but was raised in the Catholic Church to believe in Jesus and God. And there's been a shift in her thinking because when you start to compromise in one area and open a crack into your world, Satan comes in with a bunch of demons. It'll never just be that cigarette behind the barn. No, it will be cocaine and heroin and death. Satan has several of the people in this room, and by the grace of God, you've, you've been coming, and, and God is pulling you back, saying, Pull, come, come on, come on, come on. Come back to me, all you that are weary. Come to me, and I can help you. You can't get help from Satan. He doesn't want to help you. And I saw this video of Celine Dion because she designed, this is actually a commercial, for her new clothing line for children. It blew my mind. Gender neutral. It's okay, it's okay. I'm Celine Dion. Our children, they are not really our children, as we are all just links in a never-ending chain that is life. For us, they are everything. But in reality, we are only a fraction of their universe.
I can't believe they call security. I'm not spending the night in jail. Holy shit. Easy. I'm Celine Dion. Yeah, girl, and I'm Beyonce. I'm calling my agent. If you saw the line of clothing that she designed, you'd say this is not important because some of you are already involved in demonic stuff, and they're telling you to say, this is nonsense. This is stupidity. But if you saw the line of clothing, it has skulls on it, baby clothes, with skulls and demonic symbols and everything that has to do with Satan because, what she's trying to say in there, children not, are not born with a gender. They become whatever they're supposed to be. I say, baloney. It's a lie. If you talk to young people in Generation Z now, they will tell you not to be hard on transgender or homosexual people or whatever. And I would like to say this emphatically. It is possible to love all the gay people. But in the same respect that you cannot, and we have this in our church. So there's not going to be too many amens right here, but we do have this. When you live together with someone and have sex with them that you are not married to, you are immoral. You are the immoral man. You bring demonic bondage into the body. It just so happens that there are godly people in the body, and they help to pretty much neutralize that. Do you have any idea how many people are being prayed for in this room? Prayed for. Otherwise, they'd be gone. They would just be taken out. We are living in an extremely demonic time when we don't want to acknowledge that that kind of thinking, that all the children have the right to declare who they are sexually, that is a lie. And he made them male and female. I don't get it, choice. But we are in such trouble because we haven't paid attention to all the other sexual bondage in the church. We're okay with people just living together, just having sex outside of marriage, bringing babies into the world without being married, no commitment to anything. And I'll guarantee you that's why people don't want to come here. It is not that they want me to remain neutral about politics. It's that they want me to remain neutral about sin. I can't even do that to myself. It's a lie. It's deceitful. It is deceitful for you to sit there right now, act like you're comfortable when you know that you're living in open, willful sin and it's nearly destroying you, your marriage, and your children. Take it for whatever you want. I'm not trying to be mean. You are on a path to destruction. There is no question in my mind. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones said this, there are thousands, perhaps millions, of evil spirits. In his classic book, Demons in the World Today, Dr. Merrill Unger of Dallas Theological Seminary, showed how demonic forces work today. John MacArthur said this, they entered men who promiscuously cohabited with women. If you know in the Old Testament, you go back to the book of Genesis, you're going to find out in the book of Genesis chapter, 20, or chapter 6, you see the cohabitation of fallen angels with women on the earth, and they produced a generation, a race of giants. They were all demonically influenced. So much so that God had to destroy the earth because he saw the wickedness on the earth and the intent of men's heart was only evil continuously. And he said, I can't let it go. And so he destroyed the entire earth by the flood. And that's how it happened. For that crime, this group of demons was cast to hell, chained in darkness. Kenneth Weiss, Dr. Kenneth Weiss says, Peter is speaking of the place in the unseen world where fallen angels are imprisoned until the great white throne judgment when they will be cast into the lake of fire. Henry Morris says this, a certain segment of the devil's angels not only followed Satan in his rebellion against God, but also attempted to corrupt all mankind by taking physical possession of the daughters of men. Demons came down. They always, they always came in the form not of some angelic little fairy thing with wings. They came and came in the form of a man. In this particular case, in Genesis, they came and cohabited with women as men. And they gave birth to a demonic race. I, I think we would be shocked if we could see the demons that are in your life, in my life, that are constantly after us. Constantly latched onto us. And the, the excuse we use is this. 
Christians can't be demon-possessed. Take it however you may. Demons affect Christians. Possessed, obsessed, attacked, it doesn't matter. They come after Christians. They, this is what they want, you to be neutral. This neutrality that the new generations, all the millennials and below that and young in age, this neutrality that they want is going to lead to a dictatorship. It's bringing in a new world order that will rule all of us as Paris burns. Yesterday, as Paris was burning, France doesn't get it. Socialism doesn't understand it. When I was looking up Celine Dion online, it said, you may also be interested in these. Justin Bieber raised in an evangelical church off the charts, went off the charts. All the Jonas brothers, Nick Jonas, who you may think they're clean cut, they're not, they're dirty. All of these people found influence in the church, but instead of living in that influence and understanding, they were blessed to sit under the truth. They went out searching for something else. Now, I can say this emphatically. No amount of money will make you happy. You are on a path. You wait and see. One thing we never learned from history is we never learned from history. If what you are doing right now is taking you on a path that is leading somewhere other than closer to God and has somehow negated the purpose that God has for your life, you're in trouble. Some of you won't listen to me. Your demons are saying, shut him out right now. Don't listen to a word he says. Don't, nah, 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 nah. Don't listen. I'm not stupid. I know that what was going on today with all the instruments and the sound system and all of it was coming from the enemy who was the chief musician in heaven. He loves music, but not the music of God. It was Bach who said that all music should glorify God. All music is God's, is it not? Oh, we'd like to come in here and have the warm and fuzzy. Oh, praise the Lord today. But on the way over here, you were about ready to get divorced with your spouse. You're screaming at your kids. You're disrespecting your parents. You're thinking evil in your mind. I've already scanned the entire room, and I can tell there's some people in here. You got demons tagged on to you big time, and they are not letting go. There's going to be a royal war before they let go. <clears throat> so Jude 6 says this, And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority but abandoned their proper dwelling, these he kept in chains, of darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. And now it goes on to say this in Second Peter. God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. I just want to say this. So if Jesus comes soon, and he's coming soon, and I said this to my wife, she never likes us when I say this kind of thing. But what if Trump dies, somebody murders him, three and a half years into his role as the president of the United States, my wife always says, that is going to happen because he's a Christian. The Bible says that the very elect will be deceived. The very elect will not know who is who, who's really of God, or who is just an imitator. What if he dies three and a half years into it, and all of a sudden he comes back to life? Then we know that we are entering in to the great tribulation. I don't want to be here. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be around. I do not want to be around. All these people that procrastinate in putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross will be left behind. That's not just some wacko movie. It's a fact. You'll be left behind, and all, all of those demonic forces that are reserved in darkness and chains will be let loose. Go do your thing and influence people and tear them to pieces. And I look out, and this is honestly as a pastor, this is what God says to me right now. There are people in here that are nearly dead. Right, honey? They are nearly dead. You're dabbling. You are dabbling with death by just allowing sin to go on in your life like it's a blow-off. You are nearly... If you are nearly dead by some kind of discouragement or bipolar thing or whatever you want to call it, you are being attacked by the real enemy. You've just let 
those demonic forces take you out. The Bible says God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them to hell. See, in the future, vengeance, they're reserved unto judgment. Notice that these angels who sinned were once angels in heaven. It's very important that you see this part of the message today. Notice that they once lived in heaven itself. They had no contact with evil. Their friends were perfect spirits like themselves. Yet they were capable of choosing sin, and they chose sin. And evil entered into the hearts of these angels in heaven. Envy, pride, rebellion entered into them, and they were cast down to hell, never to be free again. Free. You got to catch this here. <clears throat> there was no temptation in heaven in eternity past that caused them to fall. There was no temptation. They brought it on of their own free will and choice. They chose to follow a real angel called Lucifer and fell with him. Have you ever noticed how people like to drag you into their sin? Hey, have you? Are you still following me? People like to drag you into, they're critical, not of God. They're bitter, not of God. They're slanderers, they're gossips, they're alcoholics, they're drug addicts, they're addicted to food, they're addicted to selfishness, they're addicted to pride, they're addicted to money, they're addicted to whatever thing, but it's anything but God. We were blessed enough to be given a free choice. I went back to 1 John chapter 5 last night, and there is a very strict warning in 1 John chapter 5. It is written to Christians, and it says, be careful because there is a sin unto death. Christians, there is a sin unto death. You should not pray that this will happen to you. You should pray against the sin unto death. In this room, this morning, right now at 11.03 in the morning, there are people who are scared out of their mind with what's going to happen in their life. And what purpose do I have? Where do I go from here? Is everything ever going to change? And more and more, you're giving heed to seducing spirits which are taking you down the toilet. You should not doubt that at any moment in time, Satan would take anyone out he could, but God won't let, it. let him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I need an organ to play. Thank you, Jesus. You're protecting us. That's the reason why you're not gone. Because somebody's praying for you. Somebody won't let him have you. Did you ever stop to think that maybe some of your family members that have gone on to be with Jesus are in heaven right now praying for you? You are sitting in the seat this morning by God's design. Not mine, not your family, not even your own. God loves you. He's after us, is he not? Whew. You may be a child of godly parents. You may grow up in the church, and yet you may end up as a lost sinner and be delivered into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Let me just point out a few examples. Hitler was confirmed in the church and baptized, and then Hitler went to a music school to learn how to sing in the choir. Mao Zedong went to Bible school. Stalin went to seminary, studying for the ministry. Darwin studied the Bible and had a bachelor's degree in theology. In fact, there was the only, that was the only degree he had. Vincent Van Gogh was a son of a minister. Van Gogh himself took Spurgeon's printed sermons and preached them in various chapels in London. But he was addicted to drugs. He went insane from his drugs and committed suicide. i got to stop there to say this. I rebuke the spirit of suicide this very second in this room because I've had it. I've had it. I've had it in my life. Some of you have a spirit of suicide that is following you, and you need to tell it to leave. Command it out of your life. Pray, 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 pray against it. Don't pray against me. Pray against that spirit. 
That spirit wants to take you out. It's whispering in your ear, you're worthless. You're a dead person. You contribute nothing good to society. You have nothing. And on the other, in the other ear, God is saying, you are blessed. I love you. You're an amazing person. You are blessed. Aren't you blessed? I am blessed today. I'm not listening to the enemy. He wants to destroy us. The poet Emily Dickinson attended a school that experienced a revival. All of her friends were converted, but Emily Dixon refused to trust Christ. She ended up her life as a recluse who never left her room as she sunk into madness and despair. And you may say, nothing like that will happen to me. I have talked to people this week that are right there. And this is what I said to them. Change your trajectory. Get on a different path. Get off that path to death. You're only fooling yourself if you think that the enemy is not after you. He's going to go after you when God is working on you. He's going to go after you to pull you back and make you think, no, what you really need to be happy is more money. What you really need is more fame. What you really need is a cruise, a vacation, or something. Those are all lies. What you really need is Jesus to take over. What you really need is get on your knees and pray and let the king of glory, the king of glory, come into your life. You want counseling. I watch you guys. Some of you guys go and talk about your marriage and you want counseling, but you don't do anything about getting back to God. You don't come to Bible study. You don't come to church. You just want to talk about your problems. I am not a good counselor. I'm not kidding. I'm not a good counselor. I'm way too blunt. You need to just get right with God right now. Throw that garbage down the toilet. Burn it. Get rid of it. Go home and throw it out. Get back to God's purpose for your life, which is something good. Though I see new people in the room I don't know, and I'm thinking, good, I'm glad you came today. This is a good day to come. This is a non-neutral day. This is a non-neutral day. This is a non-neutrality day. There, this is a non-neutrality day. And I'm not doing, listen, you know what the devil wants me to think? The devil wants me to think it's over. You're too old. You've lost it. You need to be more hip. You, all this other stuff. And the only thing hip about me is going to be replacements down the road. You know that. The devil wants you to think that it's over, it's done with, and you should be gone. Those are lies. You come around me, I'm going to say, get your trajectory changed. Look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We don't even need music. We need him. We need to jump up and down. You need to scream a little bit. Hey, amen. Right? Amen. Say that. And people think, oh, you're just robots. No, you're robots to sin. You're going to leave here and you're going to go right back to the same thing in the car. Well, he wasn't talking to me today. Oh, God. You know, you know how that works? You're sitting out there, and you know that I'm talking to you, but you act like everything's cool. Everything's cool with me, Pastor. I could even come and high-five you as I take the knife out of your back. Okay. It is the way it is. It is the way it is. The devil's got way more hooks into us than we think. Some people have so many demons, you can't even name them all. Gossip. Obesity, slander, adulterer, fornicator. I mean, I could go down the list. We have so many, we don't even know where to begin. You just need to begin this way. I put them at the foot of the cross. I'm walking away from that trash, and I'm going to start to head on the right path back toward God. Well, I don't want to come on uh, Monday nights to men's Bible study. It lasts too late. What a lame excuse. If I can be here on my only day off, you can be here. Ladies, I don't want to do Bible study anymore. I, I just feel God's telling me not to do Bible study. Am I missing something? Does God really whisper that in your ear? You should not do Bible study. You're just getting too Jesus-like. I don't even understand it. Drives me crazy. The apostle Judas, who performed miracles and cast out demons, became the son of perdition. 
So this is where it gets a little bit hairy. So we all believe, because I was raised in the Baptist church, that once you get your salvation, you always got your salvation, you can't lose it. There is a problem with that, though. The problem being this. You had to get it. God is holy. He is not gonna, he's not going to sit back and allow everybody in here just to go do what you want to do what you want to do. He's God. You're not going to go to heaven and be this impure, unholy, blasphemous, filthy-minded, greedy, corrupt person and enjoy being there at all. God cannot be surrounded by sin. The angels were there. There was no sin around them, and they still fell. My point being this. We should be coming, we should be becoming more and more like Jesus all the time. We should actually be convicted by the word. I owe you everything, God. Do you owe him everything? I owe you everything. Say it. Okay, let me just say this about demons. They hear everything you say. They watch everything you do. They're all over the place. You don't picture them being, oh, they're in here. They're not welcome here. You're not welcome here, but you've already been here, and you came through people. You came with people. You tagged on to them because they could have been on the other side of the world, but they tagged on to you and came into this service to disrupt and make the sound system not work and the kick drum wasn't working. I was losing notes on the keyboard. All kinds of things were happening, and I just identified it this way. This is the enemy. You are not welcome. I'm going to speak on this anyway. You are not welcome here. Leave. One of the men that doesn't come to our church, he's 80-some years old, but he comes to my Monday night men's Bible study. Last Monday night, he came up to me afterwards, and he said, have you ever had demons in your house, Pastor? I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, they woke me last night. They beckon you. They, they call out to you. And all our conservative churches would say, oh, he's just trying to use, just, you know, manipulate the people into being afraid. I don't need to manipulate you into being afraid. You should be afraid. You should be afraid reverentially and respectfully that they will kill you. Oh, my gosh. I am so sick of it. I, I knew exactly what was happening all morning. I knew it. That even if I came clean and holy this morning, if everyone in the praise band didn't come holy, we were going down. Pride was Satan's downfall. Oh, yes, it was. Pride is our downfall still. Don't tell me what to do. I don't want to go to that church because he just makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm giving you the key to living comfortably with God, to have a relationship with God and, and finding out how much he loves you. And you, do you know what happens in services too? It's amazing because I can tell when people are not comfortable, they get up and leave. You better be holding it from this point on. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I got to go so bad I can't stand it. But you're so proud you will hold it for the rest of the day if you have to. Huh? Our text is a warning. That God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell. And, and Charles Haddon Spurgeon reminds us of four wonders when it comes to these fallen angels. Number one, a wonder of wickedness. Angels sin. Number two, a wonder of justice. God is just. He did not spare them. Why should he spare you? Number three, a wonder of punishment. He cast them down to hell. His justice will be served with us. And number four, a wonder of future vengeance, for they are reserved for judgment. Best way not to have to deal with that kind of thing is get right with God right now. Get with right with God all day long every day, right? Walk with God all day. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Be holy all day. 
confess your sin, for he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you are depressed, it is because he's playing with your mind. If you're tempted to go back to your alcohol, it's because he's playing with your mind. If you're tempted to let, let that alcohol lead you to something else, it's because he's playing with your mind. Say no. Learn to say no. Learn to say no. You need to learn to listen to the spirit and not the enemy. Train your ears to listen to God and not the enemy. And that means you got to put the right music with your ears. You got to put the right people talking into your ears. You got to put the right movies and the right other stuff to speak into your ears, or you're going to be hearing the wrong things. You are. Oh, yeah. There are scriptures that talk about angels specifically. These angels did not keep their first estate. They sinned against God. They resisted with their brethren in, in the courts of the Most High. They seemed to be, as it were, walled all around with fire to keep out all the evil, and yet they still resisted. Their communications were only with perfect spirits like themselves. They were made capable of choosing evil if they will to do so or of cleaving to good if their hearts were steadfast with God. There was no one around there to tempt them to evil. They were, on the contrary, surrounded with every good and holy influence. They saw God in the abode in his courts, they conversed with the seraphim and cherubim. Their daily engagements were all of a holy order. Worship and service were their duty and delight. Their company was select. There was no lap class. What I'm trying to say is this. How in the world can we go to heaven with all the garbage and baggage we have when they fell in a perfect context? Are you with me? We ought to have a whole lot more fear of God than we do, and I'm talking to me. We don't fear the Lord. We just go with, we, this, this is exactly how you're going to think today. God is a God of grace. I'm going to do that anyway. Woo! Really? God is a God of grace. He'll just forgive me if I go ahead and sin and think evil thoughts right now, think dirty thoughts right now, if I just get rebellious right now. God is a God of grace. I would say this. No, listen to me. God is a God of grace, and he will let you do exactly what you would rather do. You following me? I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. It's an old song, but it's powerful. I'd rather have him than have riches untold. The love of money is at the root of all evil. Yes, it is. That's not an easy thing to hear, but it is the truth. We're consumed by a culture that is consumed with consumerism. Yes, we are. High in the, this is a poem, high in the bright and happy throng, Satan, a tall archangel, sat. Amongst the morning stars he sung till sin destroyed his heavenly state. T'was sin and and hurried him from his throne, groveling in fire and rebel lies. How art thou sunk in darkness down, son of morning from the skies? I read a recent survey that said this. 50% of all the people that they interviewed said they were depressed. 46% said they have health issues. 43% said that they are emotionally weak. 58% that al said that alcohol was a weakness from the for them. 38% said that obesity was a part of their life. And when asked where to go for help, I thought this was interesting. Only 45% or 45% said they were going to go to a medical doctor. 60% said they were going to go to a, a medical professional for help. Only 20% said that they were going to go to God or a pastor. Because we don't believe. Because we think we're going to heaven, but we're not really believers. The church is full of non-believers. Oh, yes, it is. As soon as we run into something that seems to be a conflict, we give up on God. We walk away. He's not what we need. Oh, my goodness. It, it's so sad. I had to flip all the way over to the end. I want to say this. There are eight signs that I wrote that you are being attacked by demonic forces. Here they are. Lack of spiritual desire. You're just going through the motions. You wouldn't go to a Bible study. You're, 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 you're content with Sunday morning is enough for you. You're not growing. You're just going through the motions. You have extreme frustration. You're extremely frustrated right now in your life. There's confusion about your actual purpose. There's a lack of peace. 
you usually feel sluggish, tired, or sick. There's a strong urge to quit, drawn back to old bondages and questioning direction that was once very clear to you. Any one or all of them lead to a very strong indication that you are being influenced by demons. My wife and I periodically talk about people who it seems like they're constantly, constantly oppressed. Constantly under attack. Constantly sick. Constantly depressed. Constantly falling back on, I don't know what it is today, but something. It is because you have allowed Satan to build strong holds in your life. He has a part of you. You need to say no. Get out. You need to start speaking truth. Go into every room of your house and cast him out. Out, Satan. You are not welcome here. And I say it right here, right now. Out, Satan, for all the people that are thinking, when is this going to be over? Out, Satan. It doesn't matter until we finish. Out of marriages, Satan. Out of this greedy mentality that is leading you away from what God really wants for you. Because I can guarantee you, God is a whole lot richer than any amount of money you're going to make. Whoo, God, you are amazing. I could sing, I could dance, I could jump up and down. I don't care if you like it or not. The fact of that matter is, I'd rather have Jesus than anything. I'd rather have him than anything because he is the only one that can satisfy your soul, the part that lives on forever. Do you ever stop to think we could be killed as soon as we leave here? A few years ago when I was, after shortly after I'd planted my last church, there was a couple that was leaving their church, who had been to our church. They were coming down Baldwin Street, and he was following her. He was in his car following her in the van, and she hit a patch of ice. Her van rolled. Her baby in the back seat flew out of the window, and the van landed on top of the baby and killed her. Right in front of our church you never know. You don't even know that you're going to make it through this day, nor do I. The fact of the matter is, all that should matter to you is, am I going to make it to heaven? There's power in the blood. Woo! There's power in the blood. Satan hates the blood of Jesus because it covers all your sins. But you got to know. you got to know that God is real and believe in him, that he's a very jealous God. He's a just God and a jealous God. And this is what I put in my notes. There are four ways to break the chains this morning. You can break them. Number one, get back to God with everything you have. Get back to God. Come on. Come on, ladies. Ladies, gentlemen, get back to God. Get away from that garbage that has taken you backwards in your life because you are not in neutral. You are either going forward or backward, I promise you. Would you agree? I'm looking at your body language to see who doesn't agree so I can yell at you more. Do you know that preachers learn to pray for the people they see in the room because you actually see down inside of them? Seek God, number one. We got to seek God. Number two, pray constantly. Ephesians 6 says this, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Pray. Pray like a crazy person. I, I don't even know what to do. Even with a praise band. There are 25 people sitting here at 830 this morning. I say, let's all pray. Let's, let's all give praise to God. Let's pray now. It's like pulling teeth. May I just ask all of you this question? Do you really believe in God? Do you, believe, do you believe that Jesus is alive? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit is real? Do you believe that God is in the room right now, even though he's a spirit? If you believe all that, then why are we afraid to pray? I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would keep us from being killed by the enemy of our own free will. I pray for the people that need to be released of demonic attacks right now. And by the way, it can be in any number of areas. You could, have, you could have allowed him in through some door, and now he's got, he's got a, a whole lot of your life. Number two is submit to God. 
or three, excuse me, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This is what I told one of my friends in the room this week because he was really discouraged. Number one, get back on the right trajectory. And you know what it is. Get back on the right trajectory for your life. Get back to God. Number two, I said, resist the enemy like crazy and, and think antithetical to what you think it is. Think the opposite of what the enemy would whisper in your ear. Do the opposite. Open your Bible even when you don't care about it. Pray even when you don't feel like it. Go to men's Bible study. Go to ladies' Bible study this week. Start a new pattern in your life. Don't skip meeting with God. It doesn't even matter if your spouse does it. It doesn't matter if your parents do it. Do it anyway. Submit to God. Number four, you've got to ongoingly resist the devil. Now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you unblemished in his glorious presence with great joy to the only God and Savior be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all time and now and for all eternity. Now, you know this and I know this. There are people in this room that are dangerously addicted to the wrong path. Yes, there are. Thank you for agreeing with me. When you agree, I know that we're on the same page together, and there are at least two or three of us in here shaking our head yes, and we can say, Satan, you're not winning. Get out. He's going to try to destroy our church again because that's what he does. You are not welcome here. You are not welcome through those doors. You are not welcome in any part of this room. You're not welcome in my life, my wife's life, my marriage, my family, my kids. You are not welcome. Get out. Demonic forces, you have to leave. I, I don't want you as a part of my life. Deny yourself the things that you think will make you happy. You know what I see happening all the time. It's just troubling to me. As soon as things start to change in your life, you don't need to go to Bible study. You don't need to pray. You don't need to get up in the morning and read the Bible. You got it all figured out. You're happy, and you look for excuses not to have to do it. And I say, here we go again. Here, you're always sick. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You should. Yes, you should. You are always discouraged. Rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Say, I'm not going to be discouraged today. I'm going to put a smile on my face right now. I'm going to smack you in the face, Satan. Get out. Right? He has only, the only power that he has over you is what you give him. Say no today. I, I, otherwise, I predict this. You will get right in the car and be critical just like you always are. You'll get right in the car and think it was for somebody else and not you. You'll get right in your car, and by the end of the day, you will have looked at pornography. You'll have thought pornography. You'll have thought greed. You'll, you'll be right back to the old pattern. Say no. Say no to sin right now. Say no. You're not welcome. I'm, I'm setting on a new pattern right now. And by the way, this person I talk with would like to be married, and I just said this. Ask God to send the right person into your life. You can't give up. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I watch every Sunday, and I see people who are struggling with God because he didn't give you what you thought that you should have. No, when you become totally satisfied in God, he's going to lay it right in front of you. Come on. Now, I was telling my wife, we need, we need to have people who are serious about this. You are sick to death of Satan having control of you. You must follow my instructions on this. Seek God. Start right now. Start right now. Go home with a different attitude. Tomorrow morning, get up earlier and spend time with God until you actually get something and you feel like, man, this is awesome, God. It is so awesome. Isn't it? It's so awesome to be with God. And then pray. I dare somebody to stand up right now outside of my wife. I dare somebody in this room to stand up right now and pray anything. Right? Go for it. Mm. Woo! Come on, people. Go for it. Yes. Woo! Yes. 
I, I asked my wife, when it's all said and done, who, will you, who do you think you have greatly influenced? And that will be a byproduct of your love for God. And she said, you, Chris Miller. She said, I have watched her grow like crazy. I want somebody to say that about me. Don't you? That you've actually had some influence pushing them toward the kingdom of God. It's real. Why are we not pleading with people? Leave that garbage behind. Come down here right now if you need to leave something behind. And you tell us what you're going to do right now. Just the thing you're leaving behind. Just walk right over here or over here quickly. All you have to say is I'm leaving this behind. Get up, anybody. I'm leaving this behind. She started it. There's got to be somebody else. Let's say it out loud. Yes. <laughs> I'm leaving a bad relationship. There you go. There you go. All you have to do is say that. I'm leaving it behind. God will hold you responsible now, right? I'm leaving behind anger. Okay. Two people in the whole room. That's the only two people that God spoke to this morning. I'm going to leave this behind. I've been dilly-dallying around about this. I'm leaving this behind. I'm going to, the way I'm going to do it is this. I am going to seek God. You can't leave it behind if you're not seeking God. You have to. Guilt. Guilt. Oh, oh my gosh. Does God want you to live in guilt? Yeah. No. My past. She's such a blessing to me, as are all you. All this hand-raising group right here. They come in and just raise hands, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking they want to fly away. They really need Jesus. It's all ladies so far. Are there not any men in here that are leaving something behind? Come on, come on, get up, come on up here real fast. Control. Control. Wow, Alfredo. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here. You, you, hey. Ellen, let me say this. You're a blessing to me, number one, all the time, and he is a blessing. And God is after Alfredo and changing his life big time. Right? Overcritical. Okay, there you go. You don't want to be critical. I didn't know that. I'm glad I didn't. Because I've always said, they're my friends. <laughs> okay, good deal. All right, Willie, what? what? Fear. Fear of what? Being alone? Okay. We got you. We got him, don't we, people? Got him. We got him. All right, Jesse. The inability to forgive people of my past. Oh, my gosh. Is that not rampant? Listen, because I know people in here are saying, it's way late, man. We need to get out of here. No, you need to seek God and let it go. Let that thing go. Because there are some people who are hanging desperately onto life. I know that for a fact. They're hanging desperately. They're very discouraged and ready to give up. Here you go. Frustration of defeat. Frustration of the of defeat. I thought you, I thought you said the feet, and I was like, <laughs> are your feet growing or something? <laughs> okay. So what do you what what do you feel defeated about? <laughs> Just uh, not where I thought it would be in life. Oh, you're right where you're supposed to be. Okay, I'm going to say this to people who think it's not going to happen. You're wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You think it's not going to happen. You have totally given up on this situation. I pray for you all the time. I pray for you all the time. I have to say this. She's a single mom. On the way out today, we're taking our last offering that will go to all the single parents. This is our Christmas thing. Every single parent will get a tenth. There's ten single parents in our church. They all get a tenth of whatever we give. I want to say bravo to this single mom. Her daughter takes piano lessons for my wife. You've made it on your own. God's going to bless you. God has somebody special for you, right? You got to believe it. I got to go over here. Anger, anxiety, and depression. Okay, but you were agreeing with me the whole service, weren't you? She was looking over at her husband. I remember forget Jody years ago because she was going off to Bible college and talking to me on the phone saying, blah, blah, blah. And she, I didn't think she was ever going to find a husband. I said, of course you are. And then she came back home, and she was going to church, and the group and stuff, and she said, I don't think I'm ever going to find a husband. I said, there's one right in front of you. His name's Mike Reemersba. I don't like him. 
Well, she didn't exactly say I don't like him. She just said, I'm not attracted to him. And then I said, God, take that stupid spell off of her. Now they have 12 children. <laughs> you got to be attracted to her or him. Bravo for you, Jody. You, you are a trooper, isn't she, honey? She is a godly woman right here. Frustration waiting for God's timing. Okay. Is it another one of those woman things? Come over. Come over, Sophia. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is rampant. Our, our way of not dealing with unforgiveness is become critical. Find a problem with the service today instead of saying, no, I could be a part of the problem and I don't want to be. I, I'm just curious. How many people in this room struggle with a critical spirit? Raise your hand. Be honest with God. I struggle with this critical spirit, okay? Give it up. Stop always overanalyzing things and say, I'm going to trust you, God, because you're going to walk out of here with a different spirit if you do. I have been so blessed by a lot of the new people. Jesse, you're one of them. I'm so glad you're here. No one would wear that outfit that you had on last Sunday night. <laughs> but he got up there, and it was amazing. Come over here. Food addiction. Food addiction. Didn't even know that. Couple others. Constant worry, anxiety. You don't need to have. She doesn't. She doesn't need to be an anxiety, does she? You're an amazing person. Those of us who know her, is that true? Amazing. We need to speak it into our spouses. We need to speak it into our friends. Don't let the devil lie to them. I don't even know you. There you go. Devil, get out of here. I don't want you in my house. Now, I, I noticed a serious trend there. A couple guys out of that whole group. Guys, what's wrong? Are we afraid? Are we afraid to let people know that there's an area in our life that really needs to be honed up? Right? A couple guys. You're not ashamed of the gospel, are you? Do you believe? You believe, you believe, then don't be afraid to say it. It doesn't matter what other people think or say. God is real. Here you go, John. Toxic thoughts and people. Yep. Stay away from the toxic people. He doesn't even go to church here. But I've been talking to him because he's discouraged. I want to say this to every discouraged person in the room. God is our refuge and strength, is he not? An ever-present help in trouble. Do not let him lie to you during these dark days. Don't let him lie. Tell him right now, you are not welcome. I have a lot to praise God for, don't I? I have a lot to praise God for. Come on. Yes or no? That doesn't even sound like you believe it. Yes? And I look right at people who are sitting there like this. If you're not going to believe it, you're not going to receive it. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to receive it. Let's close in prayer. God Almighty, Satan has tried today through his demonic friends to destroy what you want to legitimately do, and that's to work in our lives to let us know that we are there all the time. We are with him all the time. He's, he surrounds us. He cares about us. He wants to uplift people today and encourage them, give hope to everyone in this room. God, give victory to us. Make us overcomers through the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Pray the power of Jesus' blood over everyone here all during this holiday season. In Jesus' name, amen.